okay, here's a weird one. Does anyone have soft hands? Who's, who's got soft hands? Who reckons they've got soft hands? Give me a little wave. Oh, look, I, I want to come and touch your hands. Maybe later I'll shake your hand. Um, look, I, I really should have soft hands, okay? I should have soft hands, like, like musician hands, right? Uh, because, like, I'm not a manual labourer. I'm not a tradie. I should have, like, really soft and supple hands. Um, but I have really interesting hands. And it's part, I actually have really rough and calloused hands. Yeah, look at that. Dan's surprised. Now, Dan's a tradie. He should. But, like, now some of that is my genetics. I, uh, I come from a, a family line that has kind of quite wrinkly hands. Sometimes I look at my hands. It's true. I, I, yeah, that's what genetics is. Yeah. Um, I, I sometimes look at my hands and I, I think, are these the hands of a 90-year-old woman? I... They're very wrinkly, uh, uh, but I I always have I've got constant calluses on like my you know I looked up what this bit is of your hand called and they just said palm, just the top of your palm, just under my fingers I constantly have like calluses on that part of my hand I've got quite rough hands, um, so if you like instead <laughs> instead of like a loofah in the shower I don't need one I just use my hands. All the dead skin comes off. It's great. Um, but I also have uh, calloused fingertips because I've played lots of guitar. And it, it means that the tips of my fingers are quite hard. And, you know, you lose some sensitivity because of calluses, right? I can, when I'm cooking, I can touch pretty hot things because, you know, the ends of my fingers are callous. It's good, isn't it? It's the, it's the, the benefit. Who thinks that this might be one of the weirder introductions that we're talking about? Um, move it on. Uh, but, you see, in my family, I have two members of my immediate family have the softest skin that I think anyone has ever had. So two members of my family, and it's, it's apparently beautiful to touch their skin. That is, Susie and Levi have this gorgeous skin. The rest of us inherited the genetic bit from my side of the family. Uh, But the problem is, because my hands are so rough and calloused and, you know, my fingertips, I never get to fully experience the softness of their skin. I've got to be careful with my, um, my gestures right now. But I don't... So to actually feel how soft, especially Levi, man, you should feel his skin is so soft. To feel I have to use the back of my hand. Because if I use the front of my hand, I'll probably scratch him from the calluses. Uh, but I don't feel it. Like I, so because uh, <laughs> my hands are hard and calloused, I don't get to experience that. And I think that's a real shame. And that's what I wanted to share. <laughs> we'll get onto it. There is a point. All right, it's 2024, we're well into 2024, Uh, Valentine's Day this week, anyone excited for that? Valentine's Day is like halfway through February already, so we are not only just at the start of the year, we are halfway through the the year, We we are already half, 
plan for Christmas. Um, and if you weren't here last week, or if you were, I'm going to recap. We as a church in 2024 are going to grow. We are going to grow. We are going to grow as people. We are going to grow as followers and apprentices of Jesus. We are going to grow as spouses and partners and and parents. We're going to grow as neighbours. We're going to grow spiritually. We're going to grow in our holiness and our obedience to God. And as we grow and as God grows us, He will grow the church, right? Our focus isn't on getting more numbers here on a Sunday, although I want that. I want every Sunday to be a party together. But we are going to grow as people. And if we grow as people, Jesus will build His church. Last week, we looked at the foundations of what that would be. The things, uh, the foundations of our growth, that we need to be connected to Jesus. We need to abide in Him. We need to be filled with the Spirit, right? So we need to be connected with Jesus, filled with the Spirit. And I believe if we are going to grow, we need to be planted in church community, in a, in a faith community. Today, we're going to keep looking at uh, this idea of grow. Uh, and I believe that this, this morning, is a crucial step if we are going to see growth. Apparently, to grow muscles, you should eat lots of eggs. Will the Eggman's here? Um, so we're gonna we're gonna um, we're gonna look at something that I believe, like I said, is a, is a real key for us being able to grow into the into the future. Before we we pray together, how's how's your faith this morning? How's your faith? How how did you kind of rock up this morning? Some of you may on the way in the car have been like, oh, I don't have heaps of faith. This morning, am I? Have I turned up this morning, believing and knowing that we have a God who wants to encounter us, who who actually wants to transform us and meet with us? How is our faith? We're going to pray that God increases our faith right now together. Now, who knows that when we worship, our faith increases. It's one of the beautiful things about when we lift up the name of Jesus, when we declare that Jesus is over all things. Who knows, our faith rises with that. But I want to tell you this morning that God is good, and I say it a lot, but but really sink in. God is good. He is for you. He is a loving Father who wants you to grow, who wants you to be healthier, who is wanting you to live, it says in John 10.10, a full, satisfying, rich life. We're going to pray, but I'm going to invite you to stand as we pray and ask God to come and do something incredible among us this morning. Let's stand. God, we've sung about your goodness, and we again declare, Jesus, you are Lord and you are King. We ask in these moments, Holy Spirit, stir us. uh, Increase our faith this morning. Um, God, we love that you want to meet with us. Um, And God, I thank you that every time we meet with you, you change us and transform us. We are here uh, right now. We surrender uh, to your purposes. We surrender to what you have, uh, your agenda this morning, not our agenda. Come Holy Spirit, come and do something incredible in our lives that we might start to see 
us grow more and more like you, Jesus. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. You can grab a seat. All right. Well, speaking of growing, uh, I am growing older. So I know it's a big shock, uh, but but I'm growing older. You know, you, you hit a new year and you you get reminded that you're a bit older than you were the year before. Like my kids are. They've progressed in school. Well done to them. Congratulations. They, they graduated. They're in. But I have a son who's like not first year high school anymore. He's like year eight. That's incredible. Like, so it's blowing me away a little bit. I'm just feeling a bit older. I've, you know, I've got some gray hairs, more gray hairs, less hair on top. And uh, another year, as I grow older, and I've been reflecting over summer, I realize that I am calloused. And I'm not talking just about staring at my hands, looking at my calloused hands. But actually, I, I've been able to kind of reflect, and I, I've noticed that as I've grown a bit older, my heart has become more calloused. I've noticed these things that have started to creep in. I've become a little bit more cynical as I've got a bit older, as I've, you know, experienced some things. I've got a bit more cynical, a bit more negative. I, I, I've noticed it just creeps in, but I've become less empathetic than I maybe used to be. Maybe I've become a bit less expectant as I've kind of got older as these calluses kind of developed. I've become less excitable definitely as a person uh, as I've got a bit older. Now, like all of us in the room, I, I believe this has happened because I've faced different things in my life. I've faced disappointments, right? Just like you have faced disappointments in your life. I've faced hurt. There's been grief. For some of us, there's been incredible trauma in our life. Can I tell you, I've made plenty of mistakes. I've formed some pretty bad habits too along the way. And can I tell you, all these things have led to me developing a bit of a callous, hard skin over my heart. When I talk about my heart, I'm not actually talking about my real heart. It's struggling with cholesterol and some other things going on. But, but I, I'm, I mean like... Like my soul, the deepest part of me, where I feel from, the, the thing that kind of informs my behaviors, the, the deepest part of me, my heart. Now, can I tell you the reason our hearts over time kind of develop these calluses and get a little bit harder makes perfect sense. It's because we want to protect our heart. We want to protect that deep part inside of us. And when we face disappointments and we, when we face hurt, of course we want to avoid it the next time. And we, we kind of build up layers that protect it to avoid the hurt, the disappointment. Am I making sense? Unfortunately, when it comes to this year and, and God's purpose for our life to grow, unfortunately, hard hearts, can I tell you, they stop us from growing. Hard hearts inhibit growth. Who knows that hard hearts are actually all about self-preservation? 
And when our hearts become hard, we, we, we become self-focused because it's about us protecting ourselves. And it's not like any of us set out to harden our hearts, right? It's not like we do it on purpose. But it is something that we as believers need to be aware of. And I believe it might even get to the point where we need to do some surgery, right? Can I tell you this morning, I, I um, in preparation for this message this week, uh, like, I, I just have a feeling that God wants to do some breakthrough this morning. And I don't say that very often. In fact, you've probably heard me say it once ever. But I believe that God wants to, to I'm believing for breakthrough for you today, for transformation, for freedom, ready for a, a new season of growth. And I'll tell you the good news this morning is this. No matter what state your heart is in right now, I believe we have a God who can restore it. Isn't that good news? And I'm not making that up. That's not just Nate thinking that's a good idea. Uh, we're going to read from Ezekiel this morning. Again, who woke up thinking we're going to look at Ezekiel? Ezekiel 36. Uh, Nate's got Oh, the Tyler. Tyler's up with that. Good job, mate. Uh, we're going to put up Ezekiel 36, 20. Oh, my gosh. What is happening? Let's all clap because now it's awkward. Hey, Tyler. All right. We're going to read from the NLT. This is Ezekiel. Ezekiel is a, is a, a prophet, and we have a book in the Bible all about, like, it's Ezekiel's prophecies. And this prophecy, this chapter, is dealing with talking around Israel. It's a prophecy about the restoration of Israel, the restoration of, of God's people, how God is going to restore them. And Ezekiel 36, looking at verses 26 and 27. And this is God's promise to us. And I will give you a new heart. I will put a new spirit in you. I will take out your stony, stubborn heart and give you a tender, responsive heart. And I will put my spirit in you so that you will follow my decrees and be careful to obey my regulations. Like I said, it's not an eighth idea that we have a God who can restore your heart. Here is Ezekiel prophesying about our God who can turn your stony heart back into a heart of flesh. Uh, The ESV version, I'll just read it quickly for you. It says, I will give you a new heart, a new spirit I will put within you, and I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. The message also just puts it just slightly different. And I'd love to read that as well. We have that on the screen. I'll give you a new heart, put a new spirit in you. I'll remove the stone heart from your body and replace it with a heart that's God-willed, not self-willed. I'll put my spirit in you and make it possible for you to do what I tell you and live by my commands. We have a God who is good. We have a God who no matter what state our, our heart is at the moment, No matter how hard it is, it even uses the word stony, like a rock hard heart. We have a God who can restore it, who can take out the heart of stone and replace it again with a heart of flesh. 
Now, this isn't just contained in a prophecy by Ezekiel. We also see in Deuteronomy, and we're going to read again from Message because I, I again, love how, um, how it's put, this translation. Deuteronomy 36 and 7, God, your God, will cut away the thick calluses of your heart and your children's hearts, freeing you to love God, your God, with your whole heart and soul and live Really live. If we want to grow this year, we need God to restore our hearts. Not stony, beat up, hard hearts, but instead hearts of flesh, soft and responsive hearts. Not self-willed, but God-willed hearts. We're going to pray that God does some surgery here this morning. Yeah? Some surgery. Did you wake up again thinking that you'd have heart surgery today? So, <laughs> now, we're going to do a few things. Uh, I believe that, uh, that God can restore our hearts. And I believe that God is, is so good that we just ask and He can do it. And he can do it in an instant. But I also think that there is something required of us this morning. A response needed from us to see God do that work. Who knows that God is a gentleman? And God doesn't force his way into your life. And he doesn't do anything that that you're not willing to surrender to him. And so... We need to get ourselves in a posture where we're actually asking God, can you come and do this work? We are, as you would have seen at the front, those who are observant, we are actually going to partake in communion together today. The, the breaking of bread and the, the sharing of wine, grape juice, together. Uh, and we're going to spend some time in response. The message is simple. Over time, we we develop hard hearts, don't we? Through what we face, through different experiences in life, things that we put up to protect ourselves. I want to tell you, God can restore your heart. He He can cut away the calluses. Bring your heart responsive, ready to grow again. I'm going to ask Dan to, to come and play. And we are, we're going to spend time in response to that. You don't need any more information. We don't need to look at heaps and heaps of Scripture. Jesus talks heaps about the condition of our heart. In fact, the condition of our heart drives our behaviours, doesn't it? Yeah? And we need our heart to be in good condition. So we're going to partake in communion together today. And as we do this, we remember the breaking of Jesus' body for us. We remember the pouring out of his blood on the cross for the sins of all. Can I tell you this morning, sin hardens our heart. It's not just the disappointments, but it's also sin. 
Sin is us missing the mark, right? And sin is us saying to God, actually, we know better than you, God. We're going to do it our way. But we have a chance this morning as we receive the Lord's Supper to repent. To once again direct our glaze, gaze, not glaze, gaze on Jesus. To turn our focus on Jesus and to again say, God, you are God, I'm not. You're God, I'm going to turn from my self-willed heart and I'm going to turn to you, Jesus, and I repent. The word repent's an interesting word and we we think of it as uh, a certain thing in, in church. I heard a, a definition of the word. I'm not going to even pronounce kind of the Greek, but but it talks more about, it's actually more about a, a change in our thinking, like a paradigm shift in our head when we repent. That instead of us thinking all about ourselves, it's actually, again, focusing our attention on Jesus, that we have a shift in our thinking. And in reflection of the cross and Jesus' sacrifice, we remember that even though we have sin in our life, we are forgiven. Amen. That we are forgiven, that we are washed clean. No matter what your past or current behaviours are or habits are, if you call on the name of Jesus, you will be saved, you will be forgiven and restored. Isn't that good news for us this morning? So we're going to we're going to invite you up in a second to partake in the the cracker and the juice the body and the blood of Jesus. Remember that you are forgiven. That we have a chance to repent, to turn towards Jesus and the cross. Isn't it significant that as we walk towards the Lord's supper, we're also looking at the cross the whole time. We remember And I don't want to finish there. This morning as part of this heart surgery and because of the forgiveness and mercy we have received, I believe if we want to see our hearts become soft again, this is the part where we have to play. That actually we might need to do some forgiving ourselves. We might need to forgive those who have wronged us. We forgive those who have hurt us in the past. Maybe we've held on to hurt. We've held on to a bit of bitterness. This morning, as we have been forgiven, let us forgive too. I'm going to pray and then I'm going to invite you up. In your own time, in your own In your own way, come and receive the bread and the cup. I also would love to pray for you. And I, we've got a bit of time this morning, and uh, we don't want it to just be a big lineup. But but as you receive communion, as you come knowing God's forgiveness for you, and as you forgive others, I'd love to pray that God give you a fresh heart this morning. I might have a couple of helpers with me. 
But I'd love to pray that for you this morning. Who knows that we can leave here changed, that we can leave without calloused hearts anymore. We can leave with those layers, the, the stony heart transformed into a heart of flesh, a place from which we can grow from. Can we pray? Let's pray. God, you are good. Um, God, we, we face many different things and, and some of those lead to us having harder hearts, developing calluses. God, those calluses just put up walls. We become more cynical and less empathetic and less excited and, and maybe even our faith diminishes. But right now, God, we ask that you do surgery this morning. You do surgery, that you remove those little bits, those, those little hard bits that we've developed. That you bring healing and full restoration this morning in Jesus' name. Thank you, God, for your sacrifice on the cross. Thank you, Jesus, for your sacrifice. We thank you that you're your broken body and blood was an atonement for our sin. But we also thank you that we get to celebrate your resurrection together. And that your plan is actually for full restoration. Full resurrection. God, come and do what you need to do this morning. Holy Spirit, we thank you that you are with us, that you convict us, that you point out those little bits. And so we ask right now, Holy Spirit, search us. Search deep in our hearts. Is there any bitterness? Is there any unforgiveness? Is there any, any habits that, that you need to cut away this morning? God, I thank you that there is no condemnation in this. It is just a loving Father wanting the most health for His children possible. Holy Spirit, in these moments, as we remember Your body broken for us, as we remember Your blood spilled, come and do this surgery in our lives. A new heart, a new season of growth to happen. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. So Dan's going to play. Um, and I invite you, in your own time, come and partake in communion. And I'm going to kind of stand over the cross. And if you want it, I'd love to pray for you, for that new heart, for a new season of growth over your life. We're going to take some moments take it as slow or as fast as you want but let's let's do it